0: Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley.
1: And I'm Colin Bradley.
0: How are you doing, Dad?
1: I'm um, well. Thank you. Yes. Yes, keeping well, Steve. Good. Uh, nights are drawing in in the UK, uh, so, um, and the weather is just changing slightly now. Uh, we've had a few very, very good days over the last week, um, very sunny days. Our beach was very busy. But it's all changed now. I think. Um, I think the autumn set in good and proper. So, knuckle under some more work now. I think uh, get the um, finger out, out, not out and about quite so much.
0: These are the months where you spend tend to spend more time in the studio working.
1: Oh, without doubt, yeah, yeah. I get more done, obviously. For one thing, the uh, the other. With the lovely weather we've had and the warmer weather we've had, it can get very stuffy in the studio. So I find, uh, because I've got all the lights are on and uh, windows are closed, has to be because of the noise. Doors are closed, so it can get very stuffy. So I find during the warm weather and the hot weather, uh, I can't spend too long in there. Um, An hour at the most probably and then it starts to get uncomfortable but of course during the winter time i can spend as long as i want in there
0: of course you can of course you can and you have been busy this week so we've got a work in progress picture to show everyone which we'll Mm -hmm. do at the end of this episode um but we've also had a, a couple of questions that have come in from from our members um, so we'd like to discuss them uh, we're going to try out a new feature as well through the software that we use to record these podcasts where hopefully i'll be able to show the picture on screen live and we can chat about it and move things around otherwise i, I normally add the picture in the edit afterwards but we're going to try and do it at the same time if we can today so <laughs> the the first uh the first question we had came from carol and carol asks hi steve i hope this finds you all well and you're unpacked now after you move I've been watching your dad's video of the morning exercise and whilst doing this sky, he mentions a couple of times the importance of not getting a pastel on the church, spire and building. Whilst watching this, I also wondered whether you could use some masking tape rather than masking fluid, although I don't know whether that would work either. Uh, to mask off the spire and the church to keep it free of pastel, would you please ask your dad for me? So just to remind everyone... Um, which picture we're talking about it's the morning exercise so i'm going to hopefully have put that on screen can you see
1: that dad oh, well done i can yes yes it's a nice picture that i can understand exactly what um is it carol
0: carol yeah
1: is, is talking about um the, the the problem you've got with masking fluid and you've got with um any uh, masking tape is that it would leave a residue on the paper. You you can't really avoid that. Masking fluid is not quite so bad, um, but you've got to get the lines dead straight. You see that church tower, how important it is to get that absolutely straight. Now, with masking, masking fluid, you think, well, I could do that. I could get that straight. But if you didn't, if you were slightly out with it, what would happen is the masking fluid... Um, when you start putting, um, not, so much, not so bad with pastel, but if you did it with watercolour, um, you, you, you'll, you'll find it very difficult to com- get the combination of the two together. Masking tape wouldn't work at all. That would leave a residue. So forget all of those. There's no need for any of that at all. I say don't put the pastel on the um, church spire, but you can't avoid it completely. You can do the best you can, but the problem you've got is if you're going to put a cloud on, like I've got going, looking as it goes through there, the spire, uh, you've got to have a compatibility. Now, that means you've got to overwork some of the sky into the church steeple unavoidably. I mean, you've got a line drawing, which uh, you've got to make sure is uh, good enough so that if you put the pastel over the top, you can see it but you can use a soft eraser it's what i do to get rid of the pastel it comes off very easy (laughs) and uh, and you can get it well i I must have shown that on the video i can't remember now but i must have done how to do it so forget masking tape forget masking fluid
0: masking fluid is for watercolor though You, you wouldn't use masking fluid for pastel would you in any way
1: i wouldn't certainly not no no, and and I wouldn't use it for watercolor either, as it happens, because for the reason I said, it can leave it can leave a, a, a line that uh, is difficult to actually get rid of with watercolor. So no, forget all of those. There's don't no need them. You don't. I I've, I've never used. I say never used. I don't remember using masking fluid.
0: There's only one or. picture that you've used it a little bit on and that was the scotney castle uh watercolor and you used it you only used it in the for the lily pads as far as I oh
1: i remember that yes 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 yes, i did didn't i yes yes well that's that
0: was more to show that i think that was more just to show what you can do with it um Mm. you didn't certainly use it on any sort of bigger areas it was more of a demonstration of how to use mm. masking. Fluid. No,
1: I've I, I've not liked it. What I've seen when I've seen people use it, um, it doesn't it doesn't strike a, a bell with me. You know, I I've I, I don't like the idea. I like a natural. I mean, if you look at that picture there in watercolor, it's hard to believe sometimes that you know that is actually watercolor that you're using. The, it's only
0: this 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 picture is right. pastel, Dad. This this one's pastel. Oh,
1: I did I did one in watercolor, didn't I?
0: so a similar one maybe i don't remember it this in watercolor i get
1: confused i get confused this is pastel. pastel. (laughs) this is pastel yeah okay well i uh, forget about forget about it don't don't (laughs) use masking fluid or um the uh, masking tape certainly wouldn't use masking tape
0: okay lovely stuff thanks carol for the questions a great question i hope that's helpful um let's move on to charles's email so charles sent us an email he said hi steve i took this photo of a stone bridge let me pop that up on screen for everyone let's try and see if i can get two for two can you see that there we go yes you can see that brilliant excellent um hi steve i took this photo of a stone bridge a stone bridge arching over a roadway in my hometown here in virginia with the intention of doing it in pastel pencils so i started on white pastel board with uh using faber castell pencils see how the dark shadows lay across the bright roadway well i can do the dark shadows well enough but the color of the roadway is driving me crazy I have no colour that comes even close to the sunny grey look of that roadway. I don't know what colours to put together to replicate it. What would you suggest I try? Um, And then there's a second part that Charles says, do you think the shadows should be done first and go around them with the roadway? Or do you do the roadway first and lay the shadows down over it? So let's tackle the first thing Dad. this sort of light grey roadway. Um, What what colours would you recommend to try and... Achieve that
1: well I would use um, warm colors first of all I'd use the um, if it's Faber I would use the you might have to put a bit of white on there although you've got white white paper haven't you you're using so you wouldn't need to use the white on and you 270 to start with and I'd put that on the lightest light part of the roadway and at the same time, I would use 273 to put the shadows in, put the two together. No need to do one before the other. I mean, probably the white, would, the light would be the better one to start with, and then put the 273. You've got chance then of getting the, uh, because you're going to use 273 on top, in a minute I'll get to that, of the uh, 270 and by putting those in that's the roadway we're talking about aren't we we're not talking about the green because that's again that's a whole new ball game there but let's stick to the roadway so you let's say you've put the 270 which is the light grey on and then you've put the 273 for the dark shadows now that should give you the contrast that you're looking for you can manipulate that as best you can. You can either follow exactly what you see on the, um, on the picture or you can do a little bit of improvising yourself. Now, once you've done that, I would then use a darker colour, to 175 comes to mind, to put in the dark shadows, okay? I do that first before you actually then put the 273 onto the roadway and you'll find that those that will give you almost the color that you've got there you probably would need to add um maybe a touch of black as well just a touch it wouldn't it would work quite well because you've already put 273 on the shadow and 175 on the shadow now what i would also do some in a situation like this i look at the shadow there and i see a kind of a slight Ochrey look to it as well. And if you wanted to do that, at, when you put the 273 on, as to start with, for the shadow, you can add a little bit of 182 in there as well. Because you, if you're going to put the 175, which I suggest you do, that's also got a very, very slightly browny look to it, and then the black goes on top of that. And that's basically it. You can use. 175 here and there to add just a little touch of dark if you wanted it on the roadway and you see there's a few there a few little dark spots because once you put the 270 on and the 273 on that will give you a cushion enough to just add a little bit of dark onto there as well if you need to that's all i would do excellent
0: well thank you so much um, Charles I hope that's really helpful and I hope that's also interesting for people to see how you would um, tackle this and, and obviously you know Charles let us know how you you get on there is
1: one there is one other thing I'd like to point out Steve the stone wall on the right hand side then Um that's again same colors that I've used there 273 270 bit of white certainly You you could put the white on top of the 270 to give you that kind of light uh, uh, edging to the the bricks, or the stone, should I say. And 182 again, that would also add. But what you're doing there is you're using warm colours. Now, if you look at the bridge itself, that suggests cool colours. So it's up to you whether or not you actually also use... The cool colour, cool grey colours. Generally speaking, when I'm looking at a picture, I try to follow what I see. You could say, oh, well, I can can just 273 on top of the 270 again, adding my 175. If you do that, it's going to change that colour completely. So, what you do there is you use the cool colours 230. 233 and with touches of 181 if you want to you can't really well you could but I wouldn't necessarily mix the the two the warm greys and the cool greys together it's unusual I don't often see that where you've got cool colors directly against the warmer colors in other words cool the colors of the um, bridge and warmer colors of the brick or the stones it's, it's difficult to, um, as I say, it's difficult to, to, to get your head around that. You see, if you look at the top of the bridge where you've got the greenery, that comes back to warm colours again. You see what I mean? I hope people are following this. I, I've got a great thing about warm and cool colours. And I do often mix them together, but it's um, something I wouldn't normally like to do. But in this case, you kind of got to if you're going to follow the same colour of the bridge. I mean, it could be the photograph that's um, creating it. it. They could actually be those colours. Difficult to say. I don't know. But uh, and I don't know whether Charles is, actually knows the bridge. If he well, does, it's,
0: it's in his hometown, so I, <laughs> I think he can go well, and check it, it
1: out. Is, I would suggest he goes along and has a look at them. You know, look at that. Um, with the naked eye and see how that compares with the photographic reference. Hmm. Great
0: stuff. Okay. Thanks dad. Very good. Very thorough. Thank you so much. Um, As I said, Charles, let us know how you get on. It'd be really nice to see the finished picture and perhaps we can show it on a future episode. Hmm. Excellent stuff. Let's now show everyone uh, your work in progress picture that you've been working on this week try and put that on screen for everybody so oh, this that. is a puma that you sent me just yesterday uh a, a, another picture that you've been working on dad how have you been finding it
1: um oh well i'm finding it quite easy to be honest um but people will find those markings tricky you've got to use i'm using the um, 610 in carbothelio that's the colour that you can actually see on there, that sort of brownie. It's a very, very pretty colour. They're very attractive. Yeah. Um, put the, um, the, the whites and uh, not a lot of grey in there. but well, there is in the ears, but there's not a lot of grey in the um, animal. 704 mm. is the colour I was using for it, but there's not a lot of grey. So it's actually more or less one colour. The darker colour there is the... Uh, Six three five in Garbathello. I'm using a mixture here, and uh, and then a little bit of black on top of that. But it's very very attractive, and uh, it's a lovely animal.
0: You've not done a puma in pastel before. You did it in coloured pencils, I believe. There's a coloured pencil puma.
1: Did I? I can't remember that. I didn't so many I not remember them. See. Sorry. I mean,
0: I don't blame you. We've got we've got over like a hundred and uh, five hundred odd classes. So um but yeah, there there's a I'll show that at the end. I'll show you that one at the end. But yeah, there is a coloured oh, pencil Puma. Um but this one is the first I think this is the first pastel pencil one that I've seen you do. Um hmm. and yeah, what's interesting as well is I can see you doing the outline here with the pastel pencil.
1: Yes, yes, that is interesting, isn't it? I was using the, um, I think I was using the 610 for that, just very lightly, but I needed it because it, it, it's an unusual shape. You know, the head is different. It's a different kind of shape of the head. And I wanted to make sure that I'd got those right. That the, the nose looks really awkward there, doesn't it? When you look at that, you think oh, what, what's going on there? Well, I haven't yeah. done that yet. I've done. I've just started doing the mouth uh, and the nose, and, and I've advanced the muzzle, that bit round the, uh, the the nose and on top of the mouth, as well. I've started doing that now, and it, it does look a bit different. But um, I, I dying to get to that um, uh, nose because it does look weird there. Once again, you're quite rightly. I've put the outline in just to make sure that I don't overrun. Um, but the sketch—it's quite a light sketch. You can see traces of that around the animal, because you—you actually got most of the animal there. But that um, underneath the mouth, the picture itself is a little bit more in focus. But as it moves towards the back, there's no focus at all. You can make it out, but it's not... Uh, so that's going to be really interesting. Mm. And on the right-hand side, it's more or less in shadow. You can see there's a shadow on that side. Not very obvious at the moment, but it will be once I finish the, uh, the uh, under the eye on the right-hand side. But uh, it it's, sets some challenges. You know, people have got to find... Um, you know, the right um, system to use, the right technique to use, it's like a little dotting system, but I can see how it could go disastrously wrong if you get it right or get it wrong. So the... And you could be misled for thinking that I'd sharpen the 610... Carbothello pencil up to a very sharp point and I had to keep sharpening it. I didn't have to do that. You find that you can twist the pencil around. I told you about this last week. And I don't think I've I've sharpened it once Uh, while I've been doing that. Otherwise, it's just a little dabbing. um, Similar to the koala, would you say?
0: The koala that you've done before uh, in the
1: past? Yes, similar to that. Same idea, yes. But it, it's, and interesting enough, you see some whiskers there, don't you? Um, the, I put those on because I've finished that area. That area is not going to be touched again. And it, it wouldn't affect the, the background. Uh, doesn't come into play there. But uh, as I get down towards the muzzle, that won't happen. I won't put the whiskers on until the end. But it's interesting, very interesting to do, and um, I was fascinated. What people, I think, might like to know is is the um, more you can see it on the top of the head rather than on, over the top of the nose and under the eye, because so I hadn't finished that yet. But I use the colour Shaper. Now, I've mentioned this before, I think, haven't I, where, where I, I dab it on, I don't blend it, I dab it on. And what that does, it softens it. Difficult to to, uh, describe it any better than that, but it softens the sharpness of the um, application of those um, hairs. You can see on the nose, really. um, If you look at the nose compared with the top of the head, the top of the head looks softer. And uh, I've now... Done the uh, over the nose and uh, the the actual under the eyes, and uh, I use that system again. Just a dabbing with the flat part of the number two ivory color shaper, and uh, I find that looks very very soft. You could almost stroke it. Not that I would stroke him. I don't think he'd have it or her. it have my hand off, but. Um, you know, you get that feeling. You, you want to give it a give it a pat. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's something that I've showed this before on pictures. Uh, and uh, it, once again, colour shape becomes interesting. and somewhere else it comes into its own too. You see, on the if you look at the left hand side, under the eye, you can see where the hair is now. Below that, you've got a white area that actually is white. It's it's light grey, pastel white paper. You can just see that. I think by putting no, just that's it. Come down a little bit further down there. That's it, the other way down. All this technical business. I'm amazed. You, I say, well done. That's exactly what I'm looking at. Now that area there, uh, it's white has been put onto that, and that's all that's on there at the moment. Now I have to colour that. Now, it, and what I did, I used the the six one oh. I have to remember these colours now. Six one oh, carbothello. I used the side of the pencil just to lightly brush it into the white pastel mat, not white pastel mat, the white pastel uh, colour, and there, And then you use the colour shaper again to smooth it in. I was quite intrigued by that, and it worked really well. If you hadn't got the white in, it wouldn't have worked. You couldn't just put it directly onto the pasta mat because it would would stick there and it would mark. But because you've got the white, the 610 can go into that very lightly and uh, transfer the colour so you get a nice warm look to it. I think people are going to be impressed with that. I was impressed with it when I saw how I actually achieved it. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's very interesting. It looks like there's some really interesting techniques in there. So you'll be working on this one this week. Maybe we'll have a finished picture next week?
1: Oh, yes, you will, yes. Yes, I mean, the, the hard work's been done, really, all t- across the eyes and the, um, the top of the head. Quite a tricky area because when you've got the top of the head, you you have the fur looking quite um, matted at the top. It has to be that way because it's it's going away from you, so you're looking at it on the side. But as it drops over at the, the top of the head and then comes down into the nose, it becomes more obvious that there it's hair. So that bit is, um, but it, all of those things, if you put them together, they, they look stunning. The ears are quite simplistic compared with the ears I've done in the past but that's what they look like so I followed that and um, the ears I used 175 as a a darkening agent on top of the 635 uh, of Carbotello. and uh, I was was a bit do I need it in the um, Animal and really, I haven't. I think I did use it somewhere, but I can't remember where it was. But usually, I find that um, I've I use the dark colour that I've used in the ears in the animal. I think probably over round the eyes. I put one seven five. Um, but uh, it, it looks good, and that's the important thing. It looks good, and it's very true to the um, reference I've got, the photographic reference. I'm please yeah. yeah
0: excellent stuff yeah no it's it looks great it looks great let's try and uh oops try and take this there we go off the screen um it's looking fantastic i can't wait to see the the finished one next week uh, and i'm sure people are really interested to see what the rest of the picture is going to turn out like uh you've got all the sketching and the markings down so we've just got to see it all filled up um mm. so we'll talk about that finished picture next week As always, if anyone has anything that they would um, like us to discuss, you know, questions like Carol and Charles uh, who sent their questions in, then please just get in touch with us and we'll happily talk about them. Hopefully this setup has been successful and you've all enjoyed looking at the pictures as we've been talking. So, you know, hopefully we can do a bit more of that as well in future. Um, But for now, we will leave it there for, for this week. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. I'm Stephen
1: Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. Enjoy your week. (laughs) Who's this? Hi. 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 (laughs) Hi.